Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans teaching. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and I'm excited to be here with you today. Got my pencil, got my paper, got my Bible. Hope you'll do the same. We'll get into God's Word here in just a minute and, uh, and pray that God would give us our daily bread, that sustenance that we need that can bring faith, because when faith comes... Faith overcomes. When faith comes, we're walking in the provision of the Lord. When faith comes, grace comes. And God is at work in our lives. And that's the best place to be in the entire universe is to be walking with the Lord in His will for our lives. Before we dig in, uh, I just want to remind you that we began this Romans teaching uh, back in March on the 19th of March. And so that's quite some time ago, and we just now last uh, uh, Monday, this past uh, Monday, started chapter 5. So that's quite a few sessions in, in, in the book of Romans, and I guarantee it, if you'll just go back, if you've missed any, and just start at the beginning and go with us through this great teaching uh, on the book of Romans, the Lord will bless you. He will minister to you. He will pour into your heart the things that you need as you go along in this study. And if you've missed any of those, uh, you can find them all on the YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. That's Curtis Hutchinson 316. Everything we do at Crossway Church here is uploaded there. The worship services, the... Uh, the Galatians teaching on Friday morning, these Romans teaching, and other things that we do. Uh, so I encourage you to avail yourself to that YouTube channel so you can uh, be a part of what God is doing, learning the Word of God uh, in, in its righteous context because that's how God has spoken. Every word that He's ever spoken, they're all in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. But here we are today... In chapter 5 of Romans, and, and we will back up to verse 1 and move on into the place that we will be today, verse 2, and maybe even farther. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And a couple days ago, we talked about how everything that God does for us, He does it through Jesus Christ. And let me add, anything that we do <coughs> to God, for God, with God, in the name of God, it all has to be done through Christ Jesus. Everything God's done for man, He's done it through Christ. And every, anything we offer to God, praise, worship, giving, uh, anything, our faithfulness can only be faithfulness to God if it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that means His sacrificial work. It doesn't mean anything else. Everything else is a vain imagination. God, through Christ, has done all that He's done. First, before He created and put us here, He had to already have the Lamb slain because that's how He would deal with us throughout all, time, all of time after the fall, which came very quick. And, and so that's how God deals with humanity only is through the sacrifice. And those He 
uh, is able to bring to him through Christ and what he did as the sacrificial lamb for them at Calvary, then we can now worship God in spirit and that truth. We can walk in that truth. We can be used by God. We can we can experience God, but it's always based on that truth, the truth of who Jesus Christ is and what he did at Calvary for. He is the truth, but what makes him our truth is what he did at the cross. So don't ever forget that. Don't be moved away with psychological words of men's wisdom today that sound really spiritual, but they're very unbiblical. So watch this now. Therefore, being justified by faith, not works. You didn't work for it. You didn't pay enough money. You can't give offerings to be justified with God. You can only believe like Abraham did, being justified by faith. Faith is believing with the heart. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And don't forget that God created the worlds through Christ. He, he was in Christ reconciling sinners to himself. God is doing everything he's doing today through Jesus Christ. Everybody that's not accepted Christ as Savior for their sins and, and to be forgiven of their sins, uh, they, they, they're without any avenue to God. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the only way to the Father. There is no other way. So all the other roads being drawn up by men, they're only to hell. They're not to heaven. Uh, The Bible is your direction. It tells where we came from, how we got here, why we're in the state we're in, and the answer to, to how to get out of the sinful state we're in and how to spend an eternity with God. No other book has that writing. Remember, in the beginning was God. And God began to give His Word to men. There were no writings previous to the Bible. God was first. His Word was first. In the beginning was the Word, John 1 and 1. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. So anything that's contrary to the Bible, indifference to the Bible, goes against the Bible, is a, law, is a lie induced in the heart of men, sinful men, by Satan himself. Don't forget that. Any writings, anything, but even if they partially use the scriptures, when they begin to turn it away from Christ, it's wrong. Christ is, is, the, is, is the preeminent one. You have to believe in him to be justified, not just believe uh, Christ existed. You have to believe, listen, in him. And the only in him place is at the cross where Romans 6.3 says, because we believed upon him, the Holy Spirit baptized us into him. Amen. Don't forget that. So watch this now. By whom, verse 2, by whom also, Jesus Christ also, through him, by whom also, we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. It didn't just justify us, but today those that have been justified have the same opportunity to take the same faith through the Lord Jesus Christ, their faith, our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did to justify, not a different faith now. I hear it's taught all over the place that it's one faith that gets you in. Now you've got to have a different faith to get you healed, uh, and, and to maintain your healing. No, there's one faith. 
The Bible plainly teaches that. It's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that loved us and gave himself for us. Paul the Apostle in Galatians 2.20 said that's the faith we live by. There's not another faith. So by this same faith that justified you, the same faith of Christ that gave you the righteous standing and justified you, brought you into the kingdom, by this same faith, we, can, we have access by this faith into this grace. You should say it right now, this grace. The same grace that God saved you by is the same place He'll work in your life. And let me tell you today that grace is a person and a place because the book of Galatians says we can fall from grace. We can remove ourselves from grace. It's a place. But that place is a place where God is working. When God finds true faith, He gives true grace. And grace is God at work. Grace is God doing something. Grace is God imparting something, teaching us something, giving us something, doing something. But it has to be the spirit of grace and not just us picking a Bible verse out, doing something and claiming that's the spirit. The same grace that comes when our faith is in the cross is what allows us, look at this, to stand. Not a different faith, not a different grace. The same grace that came to save is the same grace that comes to teach. It's God teaching. Titus tells us that. And only faith in the cross gets you the avenue of grace, whether it be grace to teach, grace to receive, grace to function in a gifting, grace, whatever. Grace is God doing something. Grace in our lives is us experiencing God doing something. When we believed in Christ, when we placed faith in Jesus and what He did at the cross for our sins, God saved us from our sins. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what the Bible says. We're saved by grace. And grace, 2 Corinthians 5, 19, is what God was doing in Christ, reconciling us to Himself. Hallelujah. That's good news. And Titus says that grace teaches us. That's God teaching us. Remember, the easiest way to remember what grace is, and most Christians really can't explain it. They'll just say, well, I'm saved by grace, and that's it. But the easiest, and I like easy, I like simple, and so does God. That's what He made it for us all, the simplicity of Christ, the simplicity of His Word. And it is simple if you'll just keep Christ as the focus. It gets tough and hard when we move Christ away from the focus. But you need to understand that. You need to know this. By whom Jesus Christ also we have access by faith, this same faith, into this grace wherein we stand. The only standing place is by grace through faith. Not, that's not just for the uh, initial born-again experience. That's for all the days of our lives. Think about that. And... Look at what happens. Number one, if you keep your faith in the cross, you keep getting grace. 
Galatians 2.21 tells us that grace comes through the death of Jesus. Write it down. Take a note. I say it all the time. You need to have pencil and paper, not just say, well, I'm not sure, I don't know. And then folk never even go look it up. Go look it up. Galatians 2.21 tells us. It's the Bible. It's the Word of God tells us that grace only comes through the death of Jesus. That means our faith in the death, again today, gets us grace, gets us God working in our lives. God doesn't work in my life because I quote Scripture. God doesn't work in my life because I go to church. God doesn't work in my life because I read the Bible or even pray. If those things are what my faith is in, faith, God has only given man one thing to put faith in, and that's in Christ and what he did at Calvary. Now, don't run away mad. God has given us a boatload of blessings. He wants to load us with his benefits daily, the Bible says. But listen very carefully. None of those blessings are what our faith is in. Our faith is in Christ and what he did at Calvary. And then we're believing God for healing, for a spouse, for a ministry, for whatever. But our object of faith is Christ and him crucified. For it is the power of God. Praise God. So when we keep our faith in the cross, we keep ourselves in the place where grace flows into our lives, which is God working in our lives. God doing that which needs to be done. God doing that which needs to take place. Teaching us, sanctifying us, using us to, 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 to further the joy of others' faith, to, to see the lost being saved. If our faith is in the cross, the death of Jesus, the grace of God continues to flow in our lives, which is God at work, which is the power of Christ. Paul, after having a, a thorn in his flesh for a period of time, cried out to God three times, Lord, I need you to get this flesh, this, this, this uh, uh, thorn out of my flesh. And God told him, he said, my, my grace is sufficient for you. Think about that. My grace is sufficient for you. Now, Paul knew exactly what that meant. What I've done for you in Christ at Calvary. What I'll do for you today because of your faith in that alone is sufficient. My strength, Paul, is made perfect in your weakness. And Paul said this profound thing. He didn't say, well, then I'll rather glory in my infirmities and weaknesses that I may have God's grace in my life. No, he said it this way, which is the same thing. He said, then I'll rather glory in my weaknesses and infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The grace of God at work in my life is the power of Christ resting on me and functioning in me and through me. Paul wrote, it this way to the church in Galatia. If you go get circumcised, if you fall away from true faith in the cross, the only place you can obey the truth to circumcision, to the purpose driven, to the promise keepers, to the celebrate recovery, to the confession, to anything other 
than simple faith in the cross, Christ can no longer affect you or profit you because you've fallen from grace. Read it. Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6. We can remove ourselves from the flow of grace. We can remove ourselves from Him. Think about that. It's in the Bible. And when we begin to trust in something other than simple faith in Christ, the flow of grace ceases. That that means that now we've limited God. Now we've denied grace, which means set it aside. We've stopped it. We frustrated it, which means set it aside, denying it. Most Christians today have set grace aside. They're denying grace because they've moved their faith from the cross alone now to other things. And you can't do that, my friend, because when you do, you stop the flow of grace. And the people, it's amazing, the people that disagree, they never bring Scripture to the table. They just disagree. Because their faith is not in God's Word. Can I tell you something profound today? And I hope you know this. Maybe you don't. I hope you will understand this today. That if my faith is not in the cross, my faith cannot be in the Word of God. Oh, it can be in something I'm reading, but it can't be in its righteous context. And faith only comes to the heart of the believer when he's believing the Word in its proper context, which is the Word of righteousness. And if my faith is not in the cross, if it's in something I'm doing... Paul told the church in Galatia, you've moved yourself from him. I don't care what I'm doing, how much word I'm quoting, how much good deeds I'm doing, how much I'm in church, how much I teach, how much I have a broken heart for them or whatever. If my faith is not in the cross, grace cannot flow. And I'm not talking about grace 30 uh, faith 30 years ago. Listen to this. I'm talking about right now. Faith is the substance. Not 30 years ago. Check it out. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Number one, we stand. We stand. I'm going to say it again. We stand. The only place to stand is in the grace of God by faith, in the justifying faith that we have in Christ Jesus and what He did at Calvary. There is no other place to stand. There's no other place to stand before God except the faith of Jesus Christ that we live by. And we get the grace of God with that. Now, number two is, look at this in verse two, wherein we stand, not only do we stand, but when we're standing by faith in this grace, we're rejoicing in hope of the glory of God. Not in in a hope that it happened. No, our place of rejoicing is in hope. (laughs) Hope is a place God has given us to rejoice. (laughs) We rejoice in hope. Amen. That's where we rejoice. But the only people rejoicing, a true rejoicing, not just something that sounds like a rejoicing, but a rejoicing that's in the heart, from the heart, is... By faith, by grace, I mean, through faith, this justifying faith, this place we stand, we also rejoice in hope of the glory 
of God. That's powerful, isn't it? And when you talk about the glory of God, and I could get in a long spill about that, but for those of you who really want to know something and you're really here to learn something... Just jot this note down. Exodus 33 and 34, Moses asked the Lord, Show me your glory. And God said, Okay. And God put him in the cleft of the rock. The cleft means pierced. God, all symbolic of Christ being as our rock of salvation being pierced for our sins, he took Moses, put him in a literal cleft, a a, a place of piercing in the rock, and he passed by. And the Bible says in in Exodus 34 that he he, he declared his name to Moses. He was showing him his glory by declaring his name. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, forgiving the, the iniquities of thousands upon thousands. And all that he proclaimed to Moses there, declaring his name, to Moses, which was a revealing of his glory to Moses, was all a type and a shadow of what Christ would do at Calvary. Glory to God, because Jesus is the brightness of God's uh, uh, person, the express image, the brightness of his glory, Hebrews chapter 1, the express image of his person. Think about that. The brightness of God's glory. There are men writing books today and trying to manipulate congregations with feelings and emotions. And I won't call his name, but I read a book one time and he was one of the false faith heroes of our time that said he was in a revival meeting and the glory filled the room. And it was a purple smoke. And can I tell you, that was purple smoke. It wasn't the glory of God. Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. And the and the and uh, the, 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 all the things such as smoke and and all those things were uh, various ways in diverse manners under the old covenant. But in these last days, God is speaking to us by His Son, Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, and, and through His Son, Hebrews 12 and 24, meaning what His Son did at Calvary. So we need to grab a hold of this. So not only do we by this same faith that justifies, if that's what our faith is in today, and let me tell you something, folks, God, right now, there's a move of God. It's taking place all over the earth. I could only pray that you who are listening to this are a part of this move of God. It's not what preachers are calling the move of God out there. It's not these little places that pop up and and people are drawn to and got all this music and all this stuff going. No, the move of God is God bringing His people back to their first love, back to this true faith where they can stand and they can rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only do they stand, and when they're standing, or they rejoice in the hope, but watch this in verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Now this list of things we're about to cover in this session and possibly the next two maybe are only things that can take place when one has their faith in the cross. The justifying faith that gets grace. And let me just say something to clarify for those who are confused at this point. And the only reason a Christian gets confused when true teaching comes along like this is because we've been so brainwashed. I want you to take a note, write it down. When the Apostle Paul has to stand up and bring a rebuke to Peter in Antioch for becoming a hypocrite, and you can read the, 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 the story given there of this. Paul stands up and rebukes Peter face to face 
before the entire company, and he has to remind Peter, not going into detail with words of how we're sanctified, Peter was already justified and justified as he would ever be because you either are or you aren't justified. Amen. But he he stands up and he reminds Peter about justification. But see, if you forget you're justified by faith, you'll allow men to come along and steal your crown, deceive you and beguile you by moving your faith from that justifying faith to something else that God didn't justify you and won't justify what you're doing by that faith. The only faith that allows God, let me say it this way, the only faith that allows God to even find your works justified before Him are the works He's doing through grace. Remember, grace is God at work and all that we're studying here is happens by grace through faith, means by what God is going to do by our faith in the cross. Jesus Christ and what He did there. The object of faith never moves. When our faith, when we fight to maintain our faith in the cross, when when good friends and people that we've known for years in ministry try to say, yeah, that cross stuff, that's just a, a man today's ministry and message, or, or that's just some, you know, that message has been around for 2,000 years. God's doing a new thing. Listen, the devil will, and, and today has deceived most all preachers. Lady told me the other day that the message of the cross has been around for 2,000 years. Let me know she doesn't understand the move of God that's taking place now where we're learning that it's not just faith that justifies and gets us in the kingdom. It's that same faith in the cross that carries us even further into what God wants to do in our life. It's called grace, my friend. When we move our faith from the cross to any of these fads that men are coming, this new paradigm shift and this new false apostolic and prophetic movement that's been going on since the 90s, it will move your it will move your faith from the cross to things that you have to say, things that you have to do. And that is not grace. That's you. God's looking for whosoever in His church He's looking for whosoever will keep their faith in what brings grace. What allows Him to work and teach and move and, and do what needs to be done in and through our lives. Watch this. Not only... By this grace, through this faith, no other faith, do we stand, do we rejoice in hope, but notice we glory in tribulations just like Paul did. He was in a time of tribulation. This thorn in my flesh, God, take it from me. God, take this perk. God, do something about this. It's a thorn in my flesh. And God reminds him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. 
A lot of folks today will throw the towel in if God don't do what they want Him to do. Listen, if you have a real revelation of Christ in Him crucified, you'll admit God's already done what you really want Him to do, what you really need Him to do. Glory to God. And Paul had that revelation. Only through faith in the cross can you walk in that revelation of rejoicing, that revelation of thanksgiving, that revelation of rejoicing, Rejoicing even and glorying in tribulation. It's only by this justifying faith. Remember, Paul didn't stand up and give Peter a a week-long theological course on sanctification. He just reminded him about justification. You go read that in Galatians 2. Reminding Peter, we're justified. Even us, Peter, justified by the faith of Jesus Christ. See, when you come back to that justifying faith, sanctification just begins to take place. Yes, we're sanctified through our faith at at the cross, in Christ and what He did at the cross also, but we can't be learning how to possess our vessels in this sanctification and honor if we move our faith from this justifying faith, faith in the cross. Not only, watch this, Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. The only folks who are ever, ever going to be able to glory in tribulations, the only folks who are ever going to be able to experience that are those who, by grace that comes through faith in the cross. No other way. I see many Christians attacked and fall into a place of tribulations and their confession is, I can make it, God's going to help me. And then because it's tribulations, sometimes it's something that just hammers like dripping water and we start out with a good confession, but a year later we're divorced. A year later we're on drugs. A year later, listen, the Bible says we are kept. In this place, we're kept by the power of God. That's the grace of God through faith. 1 Peter 1.5, write it down. We're kept not by our confession. We're kept not by what we do. We're kept by the power of God. We're kept by the power of God through faith. Through faith gets us that power of God. The power of God is the preaching of the cross. Our faith remains in that faith that justified us. And not only can we rejoice by the Spirit of God in tribulations, but watch this. We also stand in this grace that knows something. This is the only knowing place. Knowing, it says, knowing that tribulation works patience. Only those that stand in this grace by faith in the cross are going to know. And that word know means there's an experiential illumination, taking, a reality taking place. Not just something I'm confessing, hoping that I change something through what? No, my faith in the cross allows the Spirit of God, the Spirit of grace to bring a knowing of what's going on in my tribulation. Look, it says, it says, it, it, 
that we also, and we know that tribulation works patience. And that's about all the time we've got today, and we'll get into this further uh, this coming next Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. I encourage you, get folks to tune in. Tell them, you need to watch this guy. Uh, you know, a lot of people watch the computer on their jobs at their work site with their little earbuds in. You can listen to it later in the archives. Just make sure you go to Curtis Hutchinson 316, the YouTube channel where you can back up and watch all these. Get your Bibles out. Little half hour sessions. You've got a half hour for the Word of God. I pray that God will open your eyes to the truth. The only place that your faith can be where He gives you grace. He begins and will finish the work in your life. I love you, and that's why I'm doing this, because I care about the lost being saved and God's people having a furtherance of joy, the joy of their salvation and their faith that always works if it's in the cross. God bless you, and until next time, stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Praise God.